Hey man, do y'all got a bunch of those old school apps still running in your data center and you want to modernize them and get them into the cloud, but you don't know how or where to get started? Well, join me and Steven Morowski as we kick off a new series on the DevOps Lab called On-Prem to the Cloud. Welcome to the DevOps Lab. Today, we're gonna to be kicking off a brand new series called On-Prem to the Cloud. Look, man, we're constantly showing the latest and greatest technologies in Azure. And as cool as that is, you viewers has, have told me you wanted to take a step back because y'all still have apps running on machines in your data center, and they've been running for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, and they're still vital, right? But how do you get those apps into the cloud to get all the goodness from the cloud, right? So today, we have a very special guest with us, Stephen Morawski, and he's gonna dive in and show us how do we get started? How do we plan for this migration? What will this migration look like, right? Things like this. So welcome to the show, Stephen. What's up? Hey, Abel, awesome, awesome to be here. Awesome to be talking to you about this particular topic. Um, yeah, over the course of my career, I have administered many, many Windows apps and services and things and, and uh, and worked in the configuration management space and how we move things, whether we're moving them inside of a data center, whether we're moving them into the cloud, right? There, there's some idiosyncrasies. There's some, there's some weird stuff that can happen. So I love that we're talking about this. Yeah, this is awesome. So you know the story, right? We've got apps. If you're in any type of enterprise, you've got those enterprise back office apps that they've been running for like 20 years. They're still vital. We still need them. They're sitting you know, underneath some developer's desk, but we need to get them into the cloud. But where do you even begin? How do you even get started with something like that? Well, you know, th there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that you can approach this, but I found a couple of a couple of key things. Uh, number one, right? The first thing, absolutely, start small, right? That there's a whole lot of people who, you know, I've got a seven year plan to get to the cloud or, you know, we're gonna move our entire enterprise estate into the cloud. Hey, great, those are great long-term goals. Those are great efforts. Those are great directions. But when we really start, we really wanna make sure that we're, we're getting a handle on what we actually have to move and where we're gonna go because there are gonna be unexpected things. Uh, you know, there's that app that is running that we forget that depends on the file share. There is the app that's talking to, it's talking, and mostly talks to one database server, but there's a lookup every now and again over to this other thing over here, or it calls this other backend service for batch processing, or the batch processing job needs the database that the app relies on, but we don't necessarily see that. And, and so the very first step when we start small and we start with discovery. So, you know, if, if, when you start researching how I want to get started in uh, in this whole process of migrating to the cloud, you might go out and we've got some great documentation out there. Uh, we've got the cloud adoption framework for Azure and that's got like pages and pages and pages of excellent guidance and documentation about how we can make this process happen. We also have tools, things like Azure Migrate, right? Where it builds in these processes and gives you a step-by-step -step on how to go and discover and, and make these huge efforts to get yourself into the cloud. I like to take a little bit uh, a little bit slower approach, a little bit smaller approach, 
but also a little bit more generic approach in terms of the tools that I want to use are the tools that I want to just understand my environment to begin with. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a look at this Mercury Health application. And we're going to use application insights, which we would often use to like discover performance or, uh, or trace errors and things like that. And we're going to use it in our on-prem server to help build an understanding of how it connects to other things in my environment. And this is kind of a lesser known capability of application insights. So, um, so this Mercury Health app, uh, we're, there's on this machine, there's a website, there is a backend service. We're going to focus kind of on the website story, um, but I'll talk a little bit about the service part of it and things as, as well. Now, um, I have this app running in a couple of ways, and we're just going to take a look at IIS Manager here. And you can see we've got our default website, and I've got uh, one version of this Mercury Health app stopped, and I've got a Mercury Health uh, instance with no app insights. And the reason I have this separate one here is a lot of the newer, if you've built a newer ASP.NET application, chances are app insights uh, bindings are there for you. They're just part of the part of the new templates. But when we talk about an application that's you know 10, 12 years old, uh, it might not be there. And uh, an application insights gives us a great way that we can wire up IIS to instrument those applications that don't already have application insights. So we don't have to make any code changes at all. And we can start taking advantage of these capabilities to start gathering that information for this migration. Because before I can migrate, I got to know what I need to migrate. Yeah, okay, hold right. up a Because I, I got to yeah. break in just one second because I think you just made my brain explode a little bit. Because I, yeah. I understand application insight. We instrument the code and then it gathers a bunch of insight on like what the app is doing, right? So performance information, things like that. So you're telling me I don't even have to instrument my app just by the fact that, like, I don't have to change source code. Just by the fact that my app is running in IAS, you'll be able to turn on App Insights and get telemetry and get, uh, I guess, a whole app diagram and everything? You bet. And and, uh, and just to show you that there's nothing up my sleeve, right, uh, I, I've, I'm opening up this application here. We can take a look in the bin folder. Mm -hmm. There are no application insights dlls so i did not i do not have the library for application insights associated to this website i mm -hmm. stopped the other application so you can tell that there is nothing there's nothing up my sleeve here and um and i will go to the application here this is you can see it's running i've got uh my home my exercises uh that's actually reaching out to the database, grabbing some fun stuff for me there. Some I can do some running. I can see a video about that. I can see some videos about kettlebell swings, all sorts of fun stuff. Now, we are going to instrument IIS right now. Okay. So first, we have to do a little prep. We have to set up our shell environment. So I'm going to use PowerShell. Uh, so Application Insights, the agent to run an IIS, is distributed as a PowerShell module. And so I'm in PowerShell 5.1, Windows PowerShell 5.1, which is stock on you know, pretty much any uh, recent modern Windows server operating system. Uh, set my execution policy. And I'm just going to update my uh, NuGet package uh, provider and allow myself to more easily 
install from the PowerShell gallery. And I'm going to make sure I have the most current version of PowerShell get. All right. Now I need to get to another shell because we've made some environment changes in that one. And now we're going to go and do the hard work of installing the AZ Application Monitor, Monitor module. This is what's going to give me the capability to instrument IIS and, and all of the .NET applications that are running inside of it with no code changes. So it's going out to get that uh, module for me. Oh, and I just clicked a little fast there. So once it's installed, I can run Enable Application Insight Monitoring and give it my instrumentation key. Um, or I can give it the full connection string. Uh, e either one will work for right now. They've, they're deprecating just the instrumentation key where they want you to go with the full connection string. Like I said, right now, either one works. And what that's going to do is set a bunch of registry keys and update some information in IIS. And it's enabling this feature called Codeless Attach. And it restarts IIS for me. And there we go. That is all there is to making this thing work. And, and so. I want to reiterate again, zero code changes, right? You just yep. basically flip the switch on. Yep, I've got the same app running here. And now what that does is it injects IS with this with, with the with the extensions that are provided, it will inject an instrument at runtime for you so that you can get uh, you can get some of this rich information about about your application. So let's hit a couple of pages. And I did create ahead of time and uh, the application insights resource. Mm -hmm. And let's go into Azure. I can, I can show you that here. So I've created one for Codeless Attached so we can kind of see this one separately. And uh, when you log in here, it tells you your resource group, your instrumentation key, and your connection strings. So those are the two things I could have provided. And we started up on this application map. And it takes a second for information to show up. I, I was also using this earlier, so we'll expand the time window. Mm -hmm. And it shows that I've got one instance, I've made a bunch of calls, mm -hmm. and it's not only telling me about the application, because I can get, so in Application Insights, right, we would typically use this to get performance data, to get failure data, to get metrics about how the application's running, maybe some tracing. Um, but here it's showing me the external calls that I'm making. Mm. and we can see it's going out to a SQL server and that there's this plus two thing here. Let's expand that. And so it showed me it's going actually to two different databases. Interesting. Uh, okay. the, so I'm going to the Mercury Health DB mm -hmm. and I've got the master databases getting queried as part of this application. Mm -hmm. And we can see performance information. We can see the routes, the, you know, what routes are getting called and, and the performance of those. That's all That's all well and good. But for me, this kind of this hidden dependency thing. So if, if we instrument our app, say we want to move to the cloud, right, which is uh, the whole point of the series, right? I go and instrument my applications that I've had running here for years, and I let them run for a week or two. I'm going to build up a pretty good map of all of the things 
that this thing connects out to. And I don't have to go in and try to trace through lines of code, maybe even looking for, for code bases that we might not even know where they exist anymore. Maybe they're built by a contractor. We don't have them anymore, right? So if you can't make code changes, you can drop this in and start getting these benefits, right? So that to help discover what am I gonna have to replicate or where, you know, if I move my, my web application, what about my databases? Am I gonna have to make sure I have connectivity back for things? This, so is, this is awesome, right? Cause like, granted, this is a, a simple little demo app, but potentially I could have an app that is far more complex than this, where I don't know all the dependencies. And just by using this codeless instrumentation without changing a line of code, I get this nice map of all the resources my, my application really is touching on, right? Yep. Now it gets even more powerful if we can touch some lines of code. Okay. So, so um, let's pop back over into IIS Manager. And I'm going to, uh, let's stop this guy and we'll start up our main actual website here. Now this one was instrumented for application insights. It was using a modern template and um, it's the exact same application. It's the exact same application, no, no difference, actually shares the same backend database. So we'd see, we'll see, we'd see the same, uh, we'll see the same exercises available. We would see the same nutrition and metrics information that's available. But this one is pointed at a, uh, at another instance of, um, at, at another instance of uh, application insights. And I can tell that actually, thanks to that PowerShell module that we just installed. I can go and get uh, application insights monitoring status, and it's gonna come and tell me about the apps that are there, and it's telling me that my Mercury Health app's already instrumented. So that's telling me that, hey, guess what? Um, app insights is already there and configured, so I'm not gonna have to do anything. Now, that codeless attached that we talked about, mm -hmm. it, it will not override any application that already has App Insights configured. So you don't have to be afraid to that you're gonna mess up one of your existing monitoring infrastructures. If you wanted to go and start capturing this information, you'd, you'd just be getting it for all of the ones that are not instrumented. Cool, okay. So, so, um, so we can see it's instrumented. We can go take a look at, uh, let's go here. And that's like, that data is landing in the Mercury Health uh, App Insights instance. Now, App Insights, we can create um, we can create a an instance per application. We can have uh, an instance per service. We can have instance uh, how how you want to scale uh, how you want to partition your App Insights is going to vary based on your on your needs. But when you can make code changes, you can do fun stuff like labeling the different applications. Mm -hmm. So I could call this Mercury Health Web. If I then, you know, we bring in if we bring in that service that we talked about, the batch upload service that I just briefly mentioned before, mm -hmm. we could label that and we can start seeing all of these components come together on one map. Or if I'm starting to break up microservices, mm -hmm. right, I can label all the individual components. And so we can see the flow of things through them. Um, if we if we don't, if we can't make code changes, it's it's a little harder to make the change to the role name, um, I, I don't think that's exposed in configuration at all. So uh, you, you have to be able to make a code, uh, to make a small code change. 
I can actually show you what that code change would consist of. It's not very big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that code change mm -hmm. is this. Nice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one, one minus code. That, that that's that's the code change to uh, to get it to label right, and you could pull this in from an environment. It doesn't have to be hard coded into your code. It could be come in from a configuration or from an environment variable or something like that. But you just have to be able to add a line like that into your application uh, as you as you connect up um, application insights. So. But just going back to why I would use Application Insights to start this discovery process, because one of the considerations as we move to the cloud is how do I right size? How do I put it in the? How do I put? You know, how do I make sure that the VM I'm putting it into is sufficient? How do I, or the service that I'm going to put it into is going to perform sufficiently? Well, in addition to getting this discovery information, I'm I'm now starting to also build up a profile of how my application behaves. I can start to see like the you know the, the how long some of these calls are taking. I can start to see you know what the duration is on some of the some of the uh, performance on some of the pages. So now I have something to compare against when I move that application into the cloud. So not only am I doing discovery, mm -hmm. but I'm preparing myself for what performance I need to look for, and you know that way I can make sure I'm getting the right level of. The right, the, uh, the right level of performance out of the cloud resources I'm provisioning. Wow, that is super, super cool. So, all right, I didn't even think about this, but using App Insights, you now have the ability to really kind of map out what your app is doing, what resources it use. You know, nobody's really looked at this app in 10 years. This is a great way to figure out what's going on in our app. And above and beyond that, like you just said, wow, we can kind of get like a benchmark for performance too. On-prem, this is how it runs. When we do move it into the cloud, we want it to run as fast, maybe even faster, right? So it gives us a nice baseline. Oh, that's awesome stuff. So, all right, you've built out this wonderful map. Now we, we kind of figured out what we need to do. I guess, what's the next step? Well, the next step, I think, is I think that's going to be kind of queued up a little bit for uh, for your next show. but. Right, that's going to be determining what do we move first. Yeah, do we, do we move our app? Do we move our database? Do we move an unrelated service? You know, <laughs> the the uh, kind of the, the it's really one of those it depends scenarios. But I yeah. think I, I think you're going to have uh, I think you're going to have a fun time with this series, Abel. Yeah, this is this is really important to me just because these are the types of stuff these are real world problems that we all run into right and and don't get me wrong i love showing the latest you know static web apps and the pipelines <laughs> that automatically gets created and cosmos db awesome freaking stuff but we have some real world problems and hopefully with this series it will kind of lead us through how to solve this so thank you so much steven this has been really awesome super super helpful stuff now Stephen walked us through a couple different ways to figure out exactly what our app is doing and how to even start planning for your migrations. So if you want to learn more about this, check out this great blog post in the links down below where Stephen really explains everything in great detail. We also have a lot more links and stuff to follow. Go ahead and check those out. And like he said, on the next episode, we're going to continue down this path of on-prem to the cloud, and we're going to get started migrating. So join us next time on the DevOps Lab.